Hello, 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 hello. So welcome back to our newest episode of Wifely Wisdom. We had a few technical difficulties. So this one wasn't done at 8 p.m., but it's still done. So I just give God all the glory for that. Um, Today's topic is the will of God in marriage, and I'm super excited. I'm super excited, and I can't wait to get into this with you guys. Um, and also, I just wanted to thank you all for everyone that's been listening, to those who have subscribed. I'm just so thankful for um, to God for you guys, and I just pray that this continues to bless you and your marriages and your children. I mean, really, your, your whole entire family. I, I'm so excited, and I pray that... You guys continue to see tangible evidence of your obedience to God. And so I'm so thankful. And I just I, I just can't wait to get right into this particular um, word because it's so it's so true. You know, it really is. Um, also, if you have any testimonies, don't forget to email me at wifelywisdom1 at gmail.com. Wifelywisdom1 at gmail.com. I would love to hear how God is moving in your life. And if you have any prayer requests, please send them as well. Now, <laughs> now the will of God in marriage. So, you know, <clears throat> it's so important to be in the will of God in everything, but we're telling, making this particular word for those who are married. So it's so important to be in the will of God for marriage. So the first thing I want to do is I want to go to scripture to let, to, Let's figure out what exactly is the will of God in marriage. So the first, um, I want to go to Matthew chapter 19, verses five through six. And it says, and said, and this is what Jesus said about marriage. So this is, <laughs> this is coming from our Messiah, right? Our God. And it says, and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate, let not man separate. So God is, Jesus is telling us like, this is his will. His will is for us to be together. Now, please do consider. Remember, this is Matthew chapter 19 verses five through six. Now, there are certain reasons that Jesus does give you a reason like, hey, if you must divorce, it's under these circumstances. But for the most part, God, Jesus wants us to stay married. That's and that's in his will is for us to be married. He said what God has joined together, let not man separate. So I want to be clear. I'm talking about the marriages that God joined together. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The marriages that God joins together. Okay. So, you know, when it just, you know, don't try to check me. I'm just letting you know. But yes, the will of God is in marriage is for us to stay together. It's, it's for us to stay together. And now God is so amazing. There were certain orders that are given, which helps us stay in God's will in marriage. So when you go to Ephesians chapter five, when they talk about, you know, the different roles and different orders, it helps you. Uh, what are some of them that they, and please read Ephesians chapter five. So what are some that they talk about? Um, they, you know, they discuss, you know, a, a woman is supposed to submit to her husband, right? A woman is supposed to submit to her husband. Um, the husbands, they have to love their wives as Christ loves the church. Um, they need to honor their wives. And here's a good one, ladies. You have to respect your husband. So there are certain orders that are given. Now, every marriage is different because even the apostle Paul, he had stated that marriage is a great mystery. It's a mystery because every marriage is different. But 
Jesus being so wonderful, there's, there's order that was set. There's a blueprint that we must all abide by. And it's so amazing that that's given to us, which is in the word of God, which is the word of God, which lets us know, you know, how to stay in the will of God in concerns of marriage. So it's so it's important to stay in the it's important to stay in God's will and staying together. Now, I wanted to back that up with the scripture that is so powerful to me, um, which is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, which says you need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So I'm going to say it again. You need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you need to you will you will excuse me, you will receive what he has promised. So, okay, when you have, so you have, you need to preserve, right? All right. So what does preserve mean exactly? So I, you know, I looked it up. So preserve means maintain in its original or existing state. Here are some synonyms, protect, take care of, safeguard, keep. So you need to preserve, right? You need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, so to preserve your marriage, you need to protect your marriage. You need to take care of your marriage. You need to safeguard your marriage. How is it? You need to keep your marriage. Now, what is the antonym of preserve? The opposite, right? Is damage, neglect. That's pretty straightforward there, right? So how do you protect, take care? You protect your marriage. How do you take care of your marriage? Safeguard, keep. Remember, you, um, to take, you're praying for your spouse. Remember, you're speaking life in your marriage. You're speaking life over your spouse. You're praying to God. You're, you're praying for your husband. You're speaking life over your husband. You're making sure the needs are met. These are all, the, these are all part of the, what preserve means. Now, what does damage, how would you damage your marriage? Infidelity, that's damaging. <laughs> Speaking word curses over your husband. Please, if you have not, please listen to my previous episode. The power of the tongue in the marriage is <laughs> it's amazing. Um, what's another way to damage your marriage? Um, you know, I'm trying to think, let's see. You know, not not speaking life, right? That's more like neglect. How do you neglect your marriage? Put in your husband last, you know. Your husband comes second only to God. So a lot of times people put their kids first. They put their parents first. They put their friends first. Their friends problem. Imagine if your you know your husband could be having an issue and you're ne- you don't want to deal with it. That's neglect. That's not preserving. You're not preserving to, and you're not preserving. So, and God clearly states that you need to preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. It's very powerful and it's super important. So I, and I, it blessed me and I pray that it blesses you too. So here's now I was I'm in prayer with my church and this man of God, he talked about, you know, he was um, praying, he was speaking about Nehemiah four. And, you know, God, you know, told me to read the book, the the chapter of Nehemiah four. Now, I won't um, read it right now. I encourage you all to read it, but I will summarize it because it's so powerful. And bear with me because I'm getting somewhere with it. So I read Nehemiah four. So basically what happened was that the Jews, they were building. They had to rebuild up the walls. They had to rebuild up the walls. Right. And so Nehemiah was you know, leading them into rebuilding the walls. 
And so when people heard about it that are not Jews, right, they were mocking them. They made fun of them. They were speaking out against them, right? They were, they were speaking curses upon them. Like, oh, they can't do it. You know, what do they think they're doing? You know, and so when Nehemiah found out, um, you know, they, they belittled them, right? It was a joke to them. So when Nehemiah found out, he prayed to God, God turned the reproach on their own heads. You know, he prayed, he, he bought, he was binding those word curses up. Once again, going back to my previous episode, this is why it's so important that you don't allow people just to say whatever to you about what you have going on. Right. Okay. Let me continue. So they continue to the Jews, they continue to build the wall. Right. And so when they realized that the walls were were um, being built and that the gaps that were in the walls were being closed. Oh, they got angry. And guess what? They joined together. This is the enemies now. They joined together to come and attack them and create confusion. Literally, it says to create confusion, to create confusion amongst them as they were rebuilding and as they were closing in. But they, but the Nehemiah and the rest of the Jews, they prayed to God day and night and they kept watch over their, over their walls day and night. And guess what? The enemies now decided, guess what? When they're not, because they didn't even realize, they said when they're not watching, when they're not paying attention, we're going to come into the midst and we're going to kill them so that their work can stop. So then, um, they, the people that were watching, they've realized the plans of the enemy. So Nehemiah, you know, assured them, listen, we magnify God over, you know, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid. We're going to, God is going to fight for us. And so they continue to fight and they continue to build up. So they, and here was what blessed me. And I'm going to go into the scripture at, in detail, this last scripture, but they, um, they, they work, they set their guard. They had guards by night and they worked in, in, in the daytime. Now, why was this so important to the will of God, this particular segment? Because the enemy hates marriage. And so from the moment you said, I do, you better understand (laughs) there were demons. And this is not to magnify the enemy, but this is to understand what's going on here. There were demons on assignment to Use, unfortunately, people to create havoc, confusion, discord, all of these things so that they can tear down your marriage. So let's get into. uh, So based off of the summary that I've given, let's see what the enemy did. So the first thing they did, I want to just highlight it really quickly, was that they spoke against them. They found out that they're going to rebuild their marriage. There are a lot of marriages where y'all, you know, y'all had y'all issues and now y'all trying to make it work. So y'all excited. Y'all start taking pictures together. You start getting on social media. You reach out to your family and your friends. You know, you're excited. Y'all got back together. And it, behind the scenes and in your faces, there's some that, you know, once again, under the guise of, oh, I was just joking. Oh, well, why, what's, why are y'all back together? What y'all got going on? Oh, look at them. They look, t- you know, they start speaking against your marriage and some of y'all against your businesses. Things that you are now doing because God has called you to do. Because remember, God gave them this instruction. So there's a lot of y'all that y'all are really trying to be obedient to the Lord. And you and your man are trying to work it out. And then now people are speaking word curses against it because they spoke it up. Because they didn't, they don't, they, they, they think little of you. Right? So then what happens next? What happens? Now they see, wait a minute. 
They close, they praying, they closing gaps. They getting in order. So now they're getting angry, right? And they conspire together to attack them and create confusion. Now, what do we mean by confusion? Discord, disunity. You find you and your husband, y'all arguing again. You starting to feel wary, like I'm tired of going through this thing again. So now you can have discord. Y'all are arguing. Y'all are having issues again. It's bringing back painful memories again. Now, all of a sudden, when y'all were once working so hard to close the gap, because remember, there was a separation at some point, maybe not on paper, but in in the realms of the spirit, because y'all had so many issues. So now they're trying to create confusion. What's the third thing they did, right? They plan to attack them when they didn't see anything to kill them so that the work would cease. So what do they mean? by? So what does that mean? That can mean adultery. Cheating. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Divorce. Separation, really. Divorce. When they didn't see. That is why these, you know, I love these I love these podcasts. I love what God is doing here. That is why it's so important because that is why it is important to be sober so that you can see what's going on. So that when you see it, you know what to do. It's so important. So now that we know, okay, this is how the enemy is moving and grooving because they, they have to, you know, they're conspiring now people and they're, and you know, they're, they're conspiring now. They're, they're, I mean, they're talking against, they're conspiring now to create confusion. Then they just want to completely shut the whole thing down. But what did Nehemiah do? So the first step, remember the enemy, they were speaking against them. Nehemiah, he found out what they were saying, Right. He heard what they were saying. He's feeling these curses, these word curses coming on him. What did he do? He prayed against their words. He prayed against their words. Remember, and I said this in my previous episode, you have authority over the enemy. So your words triumphs over theirs. Your words triumphs over every lie and curse of the enemy. Now, he was like, turn the insults over on their own heads. Now, he said that. <laughs> he said, whatever they came out their mouth, let it fall on them. Now, that's what Nehemiah wasn't playing. <laughs> you do it. You know, Nehemiah wasn't playing. You, you flow with the Holy Spirit and that. But you start binding with meaning you start canceling those word curses. The next thing they plant, they comp- conspired together to attack and create a confusion. So what did Nehemiah and the rest of the Jews do? They um, made watch day and night. So what do you mean by made, made watch day and night? They had people, and I want you to really read this in your alone time, the chapter of Nehemiah verse four, and really meditate on this and pray to God. And I pray God gives you even more deeper revelation on how it how it can even help and what it pertains to in your own life. But they made watch night and day. How so? How do you do that? You seek God, right? You're praying. You have other people praying for you. It's so important if you're under a church covering, you have, so now you have different people praying for you. They're seeking, they're, they're watching. What they're doing is they're watching, right? 
they're, they're seeing what the plots and plans of the enemy, are, what, what it is exactly. Because when you do go into prayer and I think my, my, not even, I think I know my pastor taught on this, you're going into different dimensions, you're going into different realms. So you start thanking God, you start praising, you start hearing certain things that the enemy is speaking and then you start binding that thing up, but then you go into a different to hear the promises of God. And that kind of just, I mean, restores your peace. It's, it's a beautiful thing. What else did Nehemiah do? Because he reminded them to magnify God. See, sometimes we can hear the plots and plans of the enemy and it could shake us up or you, something is happening. Or let's say, you know, in a situation where let's say for instance, someone's husband, um, was, you know, uh, let's say there was an issue where you found him looking at a woman, right? And let's say you're praying, you're seeing that the enemy wants him to cheat on you. Now you have to be, but see, you have to be sober and how to do that is you have to magnify God. You, he reminded them to magnify God. Do not fear. He said, God is in control of this. God called us to do this work. See, God called you to be married. You don't think you have the protection of God, but the enemy will, but you, when you hear the lies of the enemy, you hear the plots and plans of the enemy. Cause there's always going to be plots and plans that can shake you up. You can get scared. You can feel timid, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And sometimes we forget that power. See, we have power. Okay. So what, what else did the enemy do? So at this point, they're really pissed off, right? So now they're just planning. So, so when they like waiting for them to like not see, and they're like, they're going to come in and kill them so that the work can cease. So what did they do? Now, this is a particular verse. I am going, you know, this is a particular verse. He said, they did. They never took off their clothes and they stood their ground. So what do you mean by clothes? The armor of God. We don't take off our armor of God for nothing. See, what is the armor of God? We gird in our waist with the truth of God. So you're doing that by reminding yourself of God's truth. You're magnifying God. You're putting on a breastplate of righteousness. You're staying in a, a place of repentance so that you are righteous, right? You're taking, you're putting up the, what's in that? You're shouting your feet with the gospel of peace. You're focused on God. You're not even, you, you're hearing the plots and plans of the enemy, but because you've exalted God, now your mind is on God. Who He who keeps you in perfect peace. You're taking up the shield of faith. That's a, and it says above all else to quench all fiery darts because your faith is so strong that you're going to be obedient and you're going to be willing to do whatever God says. And you're trusting in the promises God is giving you. And you put on the helmet of salvation. You remind yourself, G, because remember, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. OK, <laughs> because of him, we have salvation. So I don't have to take it off and lower my standard for anything. And then we have the fiery sword, which is the word of God. So you're speaking those scriptures back, slicing up everything. They never took off their clothes. So you accept to wash, you know, that's what it says in the word, but they never took off their clothes. So you want to make sure you don't take off your armor. It's so important. This is such, like I said, this is one of the shorter episodes, but it's so impactful and meaty because it reminds us in those times when, when, the marital season is a little down, you know, when you're having, um, if you may be having, you know, a, a strife in your marriage, if y'all are not seeing eye to eye, if he's doing things that's really, you know, 
not of God, if it's really mean, or if you know y'all for some reason y'all just don't like each other, you want this is a a friendly reminder, a gentle nudge, a gentle reminder, if you will, to remind you that the will of God and what pertains to marriage is that what God has joined together, let not man separate. So you want to stay in the will of God and concerns of your marriage. And you want to trust that God is God and that he will do. He will change your husband. He will change that marriage. You just stay strong and you preserve. So that when you have received the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So this is once again a reminder to fight for your marriage, right? Fight for your marriage. Now, the the Bible reminds us that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but of powers of darkness and rulers of this wicked, you know, those the spiritual things, those demons. That's what we're fighting against. Remember that you want to fight for your marriage. Remember, like I said, the enemy hate was angry the moment y'all said I do. Like what in the world? Right. And I'm telling you this, it it blessed me and in my low points, right? This is transparency. When a powerful woman of God told me, she was like, listen, your husband is not your enemy. And I believe I told y'all that. Remember, your husband is not your enemy. The enemy is the devil. And unfortunately, you know, the people being used by the devil, you know, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. That's the enemy. So when you see things not going right, you understand that's the enemy Remember, coming, conspiring against you, creating confusion. And so you would think, you know, and this is a eye opener um, about the enemy. But there are, you know, unfortunately, you would be you would be so shocked to know who does this. Whether knowingly and unknowingly. And once again, I use unknowingly loosely because you there's something in you that know if you out here speaking against someone's marriage. <laughs> OK, Um and last but not least, and in fact, the greatest, God is in control. He is above all of that. So just preserve. And you will. And it says you will. It didn't say might. It didn't say you may. It said you will receive what he has promised. This is important. This is so important. I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that this has um, steered you up and really um, reset some things in your life, especially for those who right now may be going through um, a trying time right now. I understand. I do. You know, no, listen. It's not, not, every marriage, not every marriage is the same. Everybody's warfare is different. But you have to remind yourself that y'all must fight together. And if some and if one of y'all, you know, is the weaker vessel, if for whatever not weaker vessel, excuse me, sorry, let me rephrase that. But if one of y'all right now is not strong spiritually, then you have to stand in the gaps gap and trust that God is right there with you, really holding it down for you. So you're just praying God is doing everything else for you. All you have to do is be sober. Keep your tongue and do the will of God and preserve. Remember, remember, write this down if you did not. Preserve, to take care of, to protect, to safeguard, and to keep your marriage. It's very important. You know, 
a lot, you know, it, it, I know, you know, there's times when you just had this, this expectation that was so high and then things try to come about, you know, once again, trying to discord, just unity, uh, uh, disappointment, (laughs) confusion, all of this tries to come in the middle of your marriage and then it taints that expectation and then you start to get wary, doubtful, then you neglect, then the marriage is damaged. All of these things happen so that you're not focused on what's really going on because the moment you keep you focus the moment you realize wait a minute something is wrong i'm telling let me um let me give you an example let's say for instance you made a beautiful meal for your husband okay you was like you know i want to do something good and he comes home and he's like why did you do all of this what is this what what is this why did you do all of this let's just order pizza please wrap this up Imagine that right there, <laughs> that's the doggone enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like what happens in that moment? Now this, cause, and I, and I gave such a strong example because what I'm saying, although these are gems, these are gems for real life situations. I'm not talking about little pitter patter arguments, little, oh, you know, he left the toilet seat up. No, I'm talking about when it can get ugly. I'm talking about that ugliness. Remember we spoke about last week, that ugly. I'm talking about that ugly. What happens right now? No, you need to see, okay, what's going on here? Because what could have happened is maybe he was disrespected at work. Maybe the enemy was taunting him in his head about his manhood, about him being a man. Maybe the, 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 the stresses of life was on his back. Maybe this was the first time you actually ever went above and beyond to do anything like creating a meal because you're always complaining and nagging him. So he's always on defense with you. So he has this tainted view of you. So what happens now? No, guess what? You better magnify God and you better get on that watch and you better pray and exalt your father. You better go to your father and you and you start binding them things up and you cover him in prayer and you pray for him and you better know that means that full, that armor of God is full on and that arrow is literally about to fall dead to the ground. So important. I'm just excited about this, y'all. I really am. You know, it's nothing like a quick refresher to just remind us like, okay, no, let me get back on it. Let me get back on my game. Let me, you know, uh, let me um, get refreshed here. Let me know what I kind of had a moment, you know, (laughs) he pissed me off, but you know something? Wait a minute. Oh, no. Would God is joined together? Let not man separate. So that means if this is the will of God, that means that, oh, it's going to get done. That means that this marriage will preserve. That means that this marriage will go forth. That means that this marriage will bring God glory. You don't have to worry about what's going. See, yeah, there's more to the um, Nehemiah. You know, there's Nehemiah 5. There's, you know, there's other chapters. But God wanted me to... He, he specifically told me just to read Nehemiah 4. Because it's not for us to worry about what happens to the enemy. It's not for us to worry about what happens to, um, you know, well, what, what, is my husband going to pay for what he did? <laughs> it's not about that. It's about um, focusing on keeping, protecting, safeguarding, 
and taking care of your marriage because that is the will of God. And that's what you're focused on. See, you better. Let me tell you something. It gets it. it, 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 It's not marriage is not easy, but it it takes the sting out of things. You begin to enjoy it. When you understand, number one, it makes it easier, really, when you put God first. Really, that was I think that was my first full episode, um, a.k.a. episode number two. (laughs) But it makes it all easier. Because you have you have your father in heaven who is also your first husband. It makes it easier. It does. But you keep going. You keep going, woman. You keep going, wife. You keep going. Keep going. Trust that God is doing a good thing. Trust it. Trust that God got this. But you better you keep fighting. Keep fighting. Don't get weary. Don't get weary. Remember, he said, do not get weary in well-doing. For at the proper time, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. That's kind of similar, really, to the scripture that I said. You know, you need to preserve. So that when you have the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. This is, these are different scriptures and different books of the Bible, but it's still saying the same thing. You, you keep going. That just lets you know that you're not the only one going through it. So, so, so literally go into your prayer closet, pray to God, shake off that weariness, shake off that. Why me? Shake off that. I should have never shake off that. Uh, it, it'll be, it would have been easier if shake that off, shake that regret off, get that up off of you and you keep fighting for your marriage. Keep on going. God has promises for you. This is not a, a, a word that I'm just making up. This it's in the word. <laughs> it's in the Bible. This is not something I'm just making up. It's in the Bible. So you will receive what he has promised. So. That's basically it. You know, this is like I said, this is one of the shorter ones. But as you know, (laughs) um, I'm going to pray for you. I do want to pray for everyone that's listening. You know, in these times and these seasons and marriage is not that, you know, it it was never, you know, listen, the enemy hates marriage. So, of course, he's going to try to do whatever he can to cause separation, to steal, to kill (laughs) and to destroy. You know, that that's just what happens. Um, and it's not to, that's just what the enemy tries to do. But remember, we are victorious and we have the authority through the power of the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus to shut it all down. So Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this word, God. I thank you for this word you have given us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Father God, for bringing back to our hearts um, the will of, of the will of you, Lord, for our marriages, God. I pray, God, that you will, that every woman at the sound of my voice, every man at the sound of my voice, God, that you will restore their soul, God, that you break off all weariness of them, God. I pray that every veil be just removed from their eyes in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for covering every marriage that is on, that is connected to this call with the blood of Jesus, God. I thank you, Father God, that, that every enemy of this, um, of these marriages, 
marriages, Father God, that they will not, that they will be disappointed in the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we break all bonds of wickedness and concerns of these marriages in the name of Jesus, God. I bind and rebuke every spirit of discord in the name of Jesus, God. I bind and rebuke every spirit of disunity in the name of Jesus, God. I bind and rebuke every spirit of despondency in the name of Jesus, God. I bind and rebuke every every spirit of disappointment in the name of Jesus, God. I bind and rebuke every spirit of despair in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you will move mightily on behalf of these marriages, God. Where there is strife, God, where there is confusion, I bind confusion and I lose clarity, God. I pray, God, that you will build these men and women up, Lord. Build them up in this marriage, God. Wait in the balance for this marriage, God. You are the God. You are the one who created marriage, God. You are the one who loved marriage, God. You are the one who, um, who desire, desire marriage for your people. So, Father God, for those who have chosen the road to marriage that you have ordained, God, bless them indeed, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless their souls, God. Keep a guard over their mouth so they won't speak against the will, God. I plead the blood of Jesus, Father God, over every accusation that has been sent against these marriages in the name of Jesus, God. Let the blood speak and intercede on their behalf in the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you, Lord God. Let their strength be renewed, God. Let their faith be increased, God. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you will bind every lying spirit, God. Every false, every false prophetic word, God. Every, um manipulation, every control, God. I pray, God, that those who are in weariness, those whose spouses have not been doing them right, those whose spouses have been breaking their hearts, deliver them from evil, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over their heart, God. Change, remove any stone out of their heart, God, and replace it with the heart of flesh in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that you will increase your angels and strength, God, to smite all word curses that has been assigned against their marriages, God. Where these women and men have been trying to fight, fight, fight. God, remind them of who you are, God. I pray that we they cast their burdens onto you, God. I pray for supernatural encounters with you, God. I thank you, God, that you are the great I am. That you are above all things, Lord. I thank you, God, that there's nothing you don't know. I thank you that you are with us right now, wherever we are in the name of Jesus, God. God, in the, in the, in the moment of Thanksgiving, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for our husbands. We thank you for our children. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our ministries. We thank you for our businesses. We thank you that no weapons formed against anybody at the sound of my voice shall prosper in the name of Jesus, God. We continue to bind despondency in the name of Jesus, God. We continue to rebuke disappointment, God. Every arrow set against the heart of these wives, let it be destroyed in the name of Jesus, God. We suffer not a witch to live, God. We thank you for breaking every demonic chain in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for covering them, Lord. I thank you for loosening your shalom on them, Lord. I thank you for putting the full armor of God upon them, Lord. I thank you that no backlash or retaliation shall hit their marriage. I thank you, Father God, that they shall not get off this phone, Father God, and, and, and see... um 
distress, but God, let them feel your joy that no man rob it in the name of Jesus. God, I bind every destiny pirate. I bind every, I bind every peace disruptor. I bind every peace destroyer in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you Lord for the power of the Holy ghost. We thank you that we don't have to fight in our own might. See, that's the thing. We don't have to fight in our own might. We don't have to do it because it's not by our might. It's not by our strength, but it's by the power of the Holy ghost. So I welcome you Holy Ghost, I welcome you into the hearts of these wives, God, into these fiancés, God, into the women, the people that are being courted, God. I thank you, Father God, for breaking off every Jezebelic influence in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for breaking it off right now in the name of Jesus, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over this prayer. I seal it now, Lord. I thank you that no nothing can come against this prayer, God. I pray, God, that it goes forth and sets out to do all, Father, that you have called it to do. Let it throw every plan of the enemy, every wicked tongue, every lying demon, every evil mind. Father God, let it be, let it disappoint it all. Let, let them know that you are God. Let these marriages come forth, God, and be healed, delivered, and set free. Let love reign in these marriages in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of hate in the name of Jesus. I rebuke enmity between husband and wife in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord, for what you are doing over these marriages in the name of Jesus. And I seal this with the blood of Jesus in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Y'all. <laughs> Amen. I'm excited. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. I hope y'all are, <laughs> you know, cooking the turkeys and whatever, you know, that you make. So I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited for everyone. This is so powerful. And so I wanted to also, once again, you know, I always do this because this is real. If you, have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, this is really, (laughs) you're missing out on benefits. If God has put it in an unction in your spirit to do so, I want you to um, pray with me and just repeat after me, okay? Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner And that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe. You are the son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my savior. Amen. Amen, guys. I'm so happy for you. So once again, this has blessed me and I pray that it blesses you while you were listening. If God, if you, if God put someone on your spirit, if a person's name came up, please feel free and send this to them. Let it be a blessing to them. They may need it more than you even know. (laughs) Sometimes people don't always talk about their problems, especially marital problems so feel free to share it even if it's relationship problems you know even if they're just 
you know, they're engaged or they're courting or they're believing God for their um, significant other, please share it. Um, I'm on Instagram now. <laughs> it's wifely wisdom one, all the same word, wifely wisdom one. So please follow me. Also, I have a group, um, wifely wisdom on Facebook and I'm on Twitter, wifely wisdom. I believe it's Twitter. I believe the name is Twitter. Um, let me check right now, actually. <laughs> yes. Wifely wisdom podcast. And it's the Twitter name is at Wisdom Wifely. I didn't even know that. So <laughs> Twitter is Wisdom Wifely. Instagram is Wifely Wisdom, the number one, the actual number one. And the Facebook is Wifely Wisdom. It's the act, it's a group. So feel free to join, support, share, like, love, comment, subscribe. Thank you guys. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. I pray that it brings you joy. I pray that the food is amazing. And uh, I will speak to y'all next week. Bye.